the Koi Gig part on Off The Ball. I'm much more confident in my own skin going into it. We're very organised. Eileen's extremely organised. I feel like everyone's just chomping at the bit to get in there. Subscribe to the Koi Gig part on the Off The Ball app now. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with news of the Ireland squad for the Nations League double header against Albania. Interim manager Eileen Gleeson has named a squad of 26 players, which includes Megan Campbell and Sinead Farrelly. Everton defender Campbell missed the World Cup in the summer due to injury. Farrelly didn't feature in the wins over Northern Ireland or Hungary last month. She was advised not to travel from the US due to an issue with back spasms. There's also a call-up from midfielder Aaron McLaughlin, who won the league title with P-Mans United over the weekend. Neve Fahey, Aoife Mannion, Rusha Littlejohn, Jess Sue and Leanne Kiernan are among those unavailable due to injury. Ireland play Albania in Tala on Friday week. That game is already sold out. The away game takes place in Skoda on the 31st of October. Three of the top four will be in action tonight in the League of Ireland Women's Premier Division. I mentioned P-Mount being crowned champions over the weekend, but second place is still up for grabs. Shamrock Rovers currently occupy second spot. They're away to DLR Waves. Shellburn are behind Rovers and goal difference, but have played a game more. Shells host Sligo Rovers and Galway United in fourth place go up against cup finalists at Lone. Those games all start at 7.45. Before that, at 7, Manchester United are away to two-time runners-up PSG in the second qualifying round of the Women's Champions League. Mark Skinner's side are level at a goal apiece ahead of the game in France. Glasgow City with their Irish contingent, will have to overturn a 4-0 deficit in Norway against Bran. That game starts at 6. Ireland international James McLean believes government support is required to improve the League of Ireland and the prospects of young footballers in the country. He also believes poor facilities and an underdeveloped domestic game have been holding back the Ireland team. The 34-year-old, along with Gavin Bazunu, Seamus Coleman, Kevin Long and Enda Stevens, are funding a scholarship pilot scheme which will allow one 17-year-old boy and one 17-year-old girl to train full-time with their League of Ireland club while also completing their leaving cert. McLean joined League Two side Wrexham over the summer and says the setup there is far better than the League of Ireland. The facilities here, you know, are miles ahead of the, the, the League of Ireland standard. And this is the, the third tier uh, in English football. Do you know what I mean? You have the Premier League and then obviously from the, from the EFL, so this third tier. And that's miles ahead of our our domestic league, our Premier Division. Like I said, in 2023, that, it, that shouldn't be the case. Our, our league back home, domestic league, should be stronger than what it is. It shouldn't be our job to basically fund the league and make the league better. You know, like it should be like a government-funded thing anyway. You know, we should. Look, it's a start from, it's a start from our end. It, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter how you get started. The, the ultimate aim is to get where they where you want to be. You know, the FAA being involved obviously is massive and that's, you know, we're grateful to them and they can obviously help take it to a new level, but we need to get the government level. We need government funding. And if we get that, then I think this, I think the sky's the limit, really. The latest round of European qualifiers finished up last night. Northern Ireland lost 1-0 to Slovenia at Windsor Park to finish the game at 10 men. Shea Charles was sent off at more than half an hour to play. Michael O'Neill's side have lost six of their eight qualifiers in the group. The only two wins were against San Marino. Slovenia scored inside the opening five minutes with a free kick from Adam Shireen. So they're top of Group H on 19 points. Denmark also have 19 points. The Danes survived a major scare away to San Marino, who scored their first goal of the year. Yusuf Poulsen's header 20 minutes from time 
sealed a 2-1 win for the Danes away to the world's lowest ranked side. Manchester United striker Rasmus Højlund put the Euro 2020 semi-finalists ahead shortly before half-time, but Alessandro Golanucci equalised for San Marino in the 61st minute, sparking wild celebrations from the home team. It was their first goal in a European qualifier in four years, their first competitive goal in just over two years. San Marino have lost 83 of their 84 European qualifiers. The only exception was a nil-all draw against Estonia in 2014. Kazakhstan could still finish in the top two in that group. They came from behind to stun Finland 2-1 in Helsinki. Kazakhstan are on 15 points with two games to play, so four off the top two, but Kazakhstan are at home to San Marino next month. On the same night, Denmark play Slovenia and Copenhagen. Then Slovenia and Kazakhstan play each other in the final round of games. Denmark will be in Belfast to play Northern Ireland. England confirmed their qualification for next summer's tournament in Germany with a 3-1 win over Italy at Wembley, the same venue that Italy beat Gareth Southgate's side in the final of Euro 2020. Former West Ham striker Gianluca Scamacca now with Atalanta gave Italy the lead after 15 minutes, but England hit back with two goals from Harry Kane and one from Marcus Rashford. Jude Bellingham was excellent once again. He set up two of the goals and Southgate called the Real Madrid man a catalyst for his team. I just think the way he carries himself and the way he plays on the field shows that. And, uh, you know, he's had that since he walked through the door, frankly. Italy are third in the group, three points behind Ukraine, who they play in their final qualifier next month. Italy have a home game against North Macedonia before that. So a win would set up a crunch game against Ukraine for second place. Scotland lost 4-1 to France in a friendly in Lille in their first match since securing a place at the Euros next summer. Billy Gilmore put the Scots ahead, but France replied with two goals from Benjamin Pavard and one each from Kylian Mbappe and Kingsley Coman. The Euro 2024 host Germany drew 2 all with Mexico in a friendly in Philadelphia. It followed their 3-1 win over the USA in Julian Nagelsmann's first game in charge the other day. World champions Argentina had Lionel Messi back in their starting eleven, and he scored both goals in a 2-0 win away to Peru in the South American World Cup qualifiers. Messi now has 106 international goals. Argentina are top of the qualifying table with 12 points from four games. They're five ahead of Uruguay, Brazil and Venezuela and the top six teams in that 10-team qualification competition will be guaranteed a place at the World Cup. Darwin Nunes was the key man for Uruguay in their 2-0 win over Brazil in Montevideo. The Liverpool striker scored one and set up one to give Uruguay a first win over Brazil in a World Cup qualifier in 22 years. Neymar was taken off on a stretcher for Brazil just before halftime. It appeared to be a knee injury. Colombia maintained their unbeaten start to the qualifiers with a nil-all draw away to Ecuador. Liverpool's Luis Diaz missed a penalty in that game. Dutch winger Anwar El Ghazi has been suspended from training and games by his club Mainz for a social media post about the Israel-Gaza conflict. The 28-year-old has since deleted his pro-Palestine post, which his club felt was unacceptable. Former Aston Villa and Everton winger El Ghazi joined Mainz in the summer. Bayern Munich say they're planning a detailed conversation with Moroccan fullback Nusir Mazraoui regarding his social media support of Palestine. Australia boss Graham Arnold has called on the Australian government to help ensure the Socceroos play their World Cup qualifier against the Palestine team at a safe, neutral venue due to security concerns in the region. Australia are due to play Palestine in Asia qualifiers on the 21st of November at a venue yet to be decided. And Newcastle's Sandro Tonali's admitted betting on AC Milan matches while he was still at the Italian club. 
The Italian international was one of three players named in a gambling investigation last week. Nicolo Faioli of Juventus has been given a seven-month ban from football for his involvement, while Aston Villa's Nicolo Zaniola has been offered support by the Italian Football Association. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.